good morning, Destiny Church. How are you? All right. Thank you for the four people on the side. <laughs> I am so honored and blessed to be with you guys as usual. I want to thank and praise God for Pastor Chad and Pastor Tasha and their leadership. Uh, can we give God praise for them? Um, and, I, I, and I can say effectively that they are awesome leaders. They're great leaders. They're great people. And some think that I've only known Pastor Chad and Pastor Tasha for a short amount of time, you know, a couple of months, a couple of weeks. But it's been some, it's been a few years now. Um, and, you know, first impressions are, are everything. And the first impression I had with them was a great impression. And so I'm, I'm thankful for their lives. I'm thankful for their obedience to God. Um, and they're yes, uh, because without those things, we wouldn't be here right now. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, you get that's fine. You're glad. <laughs> so, um, I know that, that this time of year is the year when most uh, believers are celebrating Christmas. And so, you know, it just depends upon who the person is that would dictate as far as how a person thinks about Christmas and what they do. And so um, there's so many different things that different people do the most to, to most, for, for most children uh, when they think about Christmas and some adults, they think about toys. <laughs> and I said adults because I know that some of us in the room are gamers or like uh, they have models and stuff like that. So in that way, you may think of it that way also. Uh, for others, it's about spending time with family, which is also a great thing. Now, for me, when I think about Christmas, I think about that two-hour sermon that I preached to my family on Christmas morning, and nobody can open gifts until I finish doing my 12 scriptures and my two-hour message. And so here's a picture of my kids a few years ago. They're like, <laughs> they're like, Lord, please help. <laughs> let it be done with this message. Like, and I'll say, well, we're going to turn to the book of James chapter one. Like, daddy, there's nothing about Christmas in the book of James. So y'all just pray and hopefully things will change. Uh, yeah, this is Isaiah and Solomon. They're like, Lord, please help us. We know it's your birthday, but we didn't want daddy to preach for another two hours. Oh, God. But seriously speaking, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Though this is the time that Christians from all over the world celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we need to make sure that our focus is, is on him. Um, but I need you guys to do me a favor. Can you all do me a favor? Is that okay? I want you all to reflect on this topic for the day. The topic and title of the message is the gift that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your people is fertile ground, ready to receive the seed of your word. Then after having received that word, they will cultivate it, and there will be a harvest that will come forth from them being obedient and applying your word today. Father, I thank you for your people. And Father, I just come against any type of hindering spirit, anything that would hinder or keep your people from hearing and receiving and then applying your word in Jesus' name, amen. So one of the most recognizable or most quoted scriptures during this time of the year is John 
and most of us know it, but we're still going to put it on the screen here in a minute. John 3.16 says this, for God so loved, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, perish but have everlasting life. So my question is, how can we correlate Jesus being a gift based upon this scripture? Well, I'm glad that you asked that. So if we look at the definition of the word gift, one definition is this, something voluntarily transferred by one person to another without compensation. Something voluntarily transferred by one person to another without compensation. Hmm. Is that Jesus? Did he give something? Did he transfer something without expecting anything in return? Interesting. Another definition, the act, right, or power of giving. The act, right, or power of giving. So when we look at these two particular definitions, based upon these definitions, we can say, that Jesus is a gift. He is. But you know what? I want to take it a little bit deeper, and I want to go to John 3, verse 17, because it says this, For God did not send his Son into the world. I'm sorry, I'm getting my scripture for y'all, forgive me. For God did not send his Son into the world to, the, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Interesting. But also John chapter 10 and verse 10, the B portion of that scripture says this, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So based upon these two scriptures, we know that Jesus came to save us, to save the world, and to give us an abundant life. Now, one of the things I shared at the beginning of, of, of first service is that a lot of times we as believers, we stop at salvation. But our lives are bigger than that, and it doesn't negate salvation, but, but, but salvation is the foundational thing. It's the beginning thing. There's more to our life than just salvation. And once again, it doesn't negate or lessen salvation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there's more to your life than that. Then when scripture says, and he came to give us life and that more abundantly, it's not just speaking about the, the quality or type of life that we live. So it's not just talking about us having a blessed life. It's not just talking about us having a life uh, where we don't have to worry about certain issues or a life where we can come into his presence and pray. Those are all great things. But the abundant life, I believe, also has to deal with what we're supposed to do. Interesting. Sometimes when you start talking about what we're supposed to do, people tune you out. Please don't tune me out this morning, y'all. <laughs> it's so interesting. God is so awesome. So when we see that Jesus came not only to save the world, but also to give us an abundant life, we understand that it's more than just salvation. It's so important that we understand that. It also means that we're supposed to do something. 
Here's the different spin that I was talking about earlier as far as this scripture and the way we're going to look at the whole idea of things. Because the title of the message, once again, is the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus was given as a gift so that we could in turn be a gift. Jesus was giving, given as a gift so that we can in turn be a gift. We have responsibilities. There's things that God has given us to do, and we have to understand that. You were created to be the answer to a problem in the earth. If you're taking notes, you might want to write that down and highlight it. You were created to be the answer to a problem in the earth. And there are some who are hearing it right now, and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, pastor. (laughs) I don't see myself that way. But the fact of the matter is, you, I, us, we were created to answer the problem in the earth, the gift that keeps on giving. So as Jesus gave, and as he's a gift, and he is the greatest gift, there are no other gifts that are better than him. He is the greatest gift. The awesome thing is, he was created so that we can be a gift too. And I feel like when we talk about the abundant life, it's also about the things that we're supposed to do, the purposes that we're supposed to fulfill uh, uh, because of the fact that God created us to do these things. You have a purpose. You have a place. There are some in the room who may feel like they're not important or they're of less value for whatever reason. But I'm here to encourage you today that you were created to fulfill a purpose in the earth. And it's so important that you get to understand that a lot of times because of our life circumstances and situations, a lot of times because of certain things that we may, be th- that we may go through in our lives, it's easy for us to not understand that. It's easy for us to forget that. Yeah. But I'm here to encourage you. Mm-hmm. You were created to solve a problem in the earth. You are a gift. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14 says this. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. He gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. There are some who may feel, well, I think I'm different. Um, I've heard or I've had conversations with people in the past and they referred to themselves as weird or in their, in, in their conversation about how they feel people think about them, they categorize themselves as being weird. Well, here's the thing. If you are a believer or follower of Jesus Christ, we're all weird. <laughs> but here's the thing. We should be. I'm not advocating for people being weird. I am advocating for us being, yeah, because you know, somebody might take that the wrong way and go way off in left field. That's not what I'm talking about, right field. Um, you're called to be different. 
We're called to be different. How we respond to the stimulation or the stimuli of the world should not be the same as the world response. That's how we're peculiar. That's how we're different. And so you have to begin to examine yourself, and we have to examine ourselves if our conversation is similar to the world's. If our responses on social media are similar to the responses of the world on social media, there's a problem. Because we're supposed to be different. We're held to a different standard, a higher standard. <laughs> My brother Jeff from early service, he would say, amen or ouch, Pastor Ed. <laughs> because that's true. You should be different, but there's nothing wrong with you being different, but it's part of what God has called us to be. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, it says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Even before you came into the earth realm, he had prepared you for good works. Papa Don said it's amazing. I agree with him. It is. In everything that you've, had, you've experienced, in everything that you may be going through right now, you have to understand it's just white noise. Because even before you came into the earth realm, you were created to solve a problem. So every time the enemy would try to come to you and tell you that your value is not as important or that you're not as important as you think you are or as you feel that you should be, don't listen. Because the creator of the world thought of you so highly that even before you came into the earth realm, he had already created you to fulfill a purpose of a problem that happens here. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Interesting. When I focus in on those words, good works, and I want to make sure that we're clearly understanding what I'm talking about when we speak about that, because sometimes we can get into doing things as opposed to being with him. So I'm not talking about um, uh, doing a bunch of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fulfilling a purpose in the earth realm, a kingdom purpose. Let me rephrase that. Fulfilling the purpose that God had created you to do. That's what I'm talking about. When I look at those words, good works, it's translated in the New Testament to mean two things. The word good means beneficial. Beneficial. The word works means, excuse me, the word works means deeds. So when you put the two together, it's a beneficial deed. You were created to fulfill a beneficial deed. That is part of your purpose. We're going to go in a little bit deeper here in a few minutes. Interesting. Thank you, Lord. Going back to that scripture again in Ephesians. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, 
For we are his workmanship created in Christ for good deeds, for beneficial deeds, which God prepared beforehand. Interesting. If you still don't believe what I'm saying to you, I offer this interesting piece of information. In the New Testament, in certain scriptures that refer or speak about the word gift, the word gift is defined in the New Testament in certain scriptures as what? A sacrifice. The word sacrifice. Now, if you take that particular word and go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, and many of you all know this scripture, it says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So even in scripture, it's talking about the idea of us being a living gift, a living sacrifice that's holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be what? Conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We were created to be a sacrifice. Interesting. If you still don't believe me, hmm, here's something that I want to do that will help compel your understanding in this matter. So what I want you guys to do, I want you all to do a little exercise with me. And I'm going to ask Miss Jess if she can come play the keys here. I want you all to do this for me. Please stand. And as you're standing, I want you to close your eyes. And I want to make sure that it's understood that this is a safe space. There's no judgment, no condemnation. With that being said, are you willing to be transparent in this moment? Thank you, Papa Don. Is anyone else besides Papa Don in this place willing to be transparent? You're willing to be transparent? Okay, thank you. I want you to think about where you feel deficient or where you feel like you don't qualify to fulfill a purpose in the earth realm. If you feel either deficient or you feel like you don't qualify. Well, Pastor, I hear you saying that we're a gift and I don't, I don't think I have anything. I don't think... That, re that refers to me. If that's you, raise your hand. All heads are bowed, all eyes are closed. Thank you. Keep your hand raised, please. But I believe there's more. I believe that there's more. And then there is a different category. I didn't mention this one in the first service, but I feel like I need to mention it here. If you feel offended by God because he didn't do what you thought he should do in the way you thought he should do it. And so there's an, an area of offense when you think about fulfilling your purpose. When you think about doing what God has called you. If that's you, then raise your hand also, please. Thank you. 
Keep your hand raised. Now with this exercise, I'm getting ready to say a scripture and everywhere you hear the word he, H-E, I need you to replace it with your name because I'm gonna read a scripture and this is actually the Lord Jesus speaking himself. These, these are his words that I'm gonna be reciting. So he's gonna be saying these things to you directly. So keep your hands raised, all eyes are closed, all heads are bowed. And this is in John chapter 14, starting with verse 12. Jesus says this, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, he, Don that believes in me, Jason that believes in me, Tabitha that believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father and whatsoever, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. These are the Lord Jesus' words to you. If we believe in him, if Ed believes in him, greater things will Ed do because I go to the Father. Greater works. As you look at that word greater as it appears in the scripture, it means exceedingly larger. Exceedingly larger deeds. Jesus did some great things. And he's given us the ability as gifts also in this earth realm to do great things. We no longer have an excuse. We no longer can look at things the same way we looked at them before. God is saying to us today that just as Jesus is the greatest gift ever given, he came so that we could become gifts also. And it doesn't mean that we're trying to say that we're Jesus Christ. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is you have a role to fulfill in this place. You have a role to fulfill here at Destiny Church. You have a role to fulfill here in this city. You have a role to fulfill in this nation. You have a role to fulfill because that's why you were created. All those things that caused you not to believe, they're canceled now. They're canceled. because you're going to leave them here at the altar. If you raised your hand, and if there's anyone else that's willing to say today, you know what, yeah, I, I didn't think about it that way. And so I desire to leave my unbelief, my disenchantment, my disappointment, my misunderstanding at the altar then can you come forward, please? Please come now.
the ones who had their hands raised and those who didn't raise their hands but know this is referring to you. gift everything that was spoken over you even in your formative years that did not promote the righteousness of God in your life I'm telling you that it was a lie sometimes it's easier for us to believe the lie but God would have me encourage you today to believe what he has said about you If you listen to all the negative things spoken about you before and you need some encouragement to help you listen to the positive things that God has said about you today, I need you to come down to the altar also. There are some who were spoken negatively of, even as children. You would never do this. You would never be that. Sometimes those who are in authority over us, because of their frustration and lack of understanding, they just begin to spew out things. And so we want to cancel those word curses right now in Jesus' name. So whoever you are, regardless of what was spoken, let's handle it here at this altar right now.